Welcome to the Mammoth Games cast for the week of October 8th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me as always, Filtercord. Freshly returned from vacation, Filtercord. Yeah, you've been around. That's I'm you've at my ar- peak form right now. You've been around the block a time or two. Yeah, a couple blocks. So where you been? What's been going on? Yeah, I went to... Uh, well, uh, before our last um, podcast, I... I might have mentioned, I don't know, but I went to Chicago for my buddy's uh, kind of wedding little get-together thing. And mm-hmm. then um, after that, so we recorded and our last podcast came out uh, a little late, just later in the same day it usually comes out. And then uh, the next morning, I got on a plane and went to Orlando to go to Universal. Um, had a good couple days out there, did Halloween Horror Nights, that did not go well for me. <laughs> uh Anybody who's been listening for a while, I, we haven't really talked about a lot of, there hasn't been a lot of like horror games lately that we've been playing, but. No, which I is weird. not for... handle those well. Yeah. 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 You're not, you're not known for being no. a big horror I get, fan. I get like, um, I get super invested. Yeah. And this is true of any games. Like this is, I, I like a lot of games. I get really into games that some people don't like. Mm-hmm. And um, even games that I don't like, I get into them, which is usually why I have to bail out. <laughs> Right. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just get way too invested in, in horror. Uh, I, I like watching horror movies to, to an extent. Yeah. Um, I was going to say like, that doesn't translate to other media. So it doesn't really translate for you it does to sometimes. like horror movies. Uh, yeah. not that I've noticed. I guess we do. I mean, really. I, I'm into, um, like I like the horror gore more, which okay. is, you know, kind of popularized by like the Saw movies, uh, Eli Roth, stuff right, like right. that. So, I know those aren't usually as popular. Like, horror fans don't like the gore horror as much. So, um, that might have something to do with it. Because that that definitely takes you out of it. I also, I really don't like B-horror. So, maybe... And we were actually talking about that. Yeah, recently, yeah. Where it's uh, like, I, I need really good, like, highbrow, like, perfect art horror. Or extremely pure shit, this is actually a comedy to me. Like... Right, yeah, There's I think not really a lot of in between. Yeah. yeah, when you uh when you came down here we were sitting around talking and you uh we we brought up horror movies because you went to Halloween horror nights and yeah, that that, that was what I said. I think that's what I said. I was like I either need really high triple A uh horror movie where it's like this is like it's like, it's a well-wrote-out story. It's not missing any of the pieces. It doesn't have a shit mm-hmm. story. It doesn't have shit, like, visuals. You know, the sounds are all there because sound is an incredibly large part of anything horror-oriented. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was like, I either need that where it's the whole package or I need something that's so far off that it's like... Mm-hmm. I think what I said was... Um, I either don't want to see the zipper on the back of the suit, or I want them to display the zipper proudly. Right. Th- those are the two opposites that I need. But yeah, yeah, it's um, it's definitely like a weird like spot to be in where I'm sort of like a horror elitist, but I'll watch just absolute pure shit like uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I like. I don't know. I the first, Hellraiser. the first Hellraiser is good. The second one's okay, and the next eight are all horrible. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, like the, there are those ones that are like they're definitely like B or possibly even lower films that are uh, yeah, yeah, um, that are still like pretty high up on the on the scale. Uh, like the first one that comes to mind is like Leprechaun. Okay, I haven't the, seen that one. The movie like, I know what it is. It's but... been around my entire life. 
And I've never seen a good one, but somehow that name still comes up in conversation, like horror conversation. Oh yeah, it's a it's definitely a cult uh, classic, yeah. I guess. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. So horror nights was horror nights was cool. Um, I did fine in the like. So they have like, I guess a couple tiers of different shit you can do. There's like the haunted houses. You know, you go in, it's a narrow hallway, and a bunch of scary shit happens. All right. Um, and then they have like the scare zones, which is like blocked off areas uh well not you know they're they're sectioned out um in the park where there's just like uh you know people in costume and character walking around just little stretches of walkway basically um and it's just they're all themed um you know the zones are sort of nebulous but it's pretty centered around this certain you know 20 yard stretch or whatever um and then there's uh, there was actually a show that we uh, went and saw while we were down there, um, which was like a mm-hmm. it's like a dance troupe sort of, um, and they were doing like a cyberpunk show, which was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah you mentioned uh, that. Yeah, that was that was cool. It wasn't like horror related in any way, but cyberpunk uh, really they only yeah they only did it at night, so that was cool. And then they still have a few rides open, like the Mummy ride was still open, the Harry Potter ride was open. Uh, there's a couple other things. This is in the main park. Did you guys get to um, go through the like Harry Potter rides? Yeah, I don't know Did if you go they... through the two main ones or whatever. The, what was yeah, it, the castle do they, and do they, do they redo them at all for? Um, I didn't. I don't assume that they redid any of the rides for the horror night. So I don't think so. the The castle yeah. one is pretty. Can be startling at times. The Green Gods one is mm-hmm. pretty chill. That's what I thought. Uh, Shannon said she thought she thought the Gringotts one was worse. Really? I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. <clears throat> good, good time that I had on that ride. I was, uh, we were walking behind, you know, this family, and there was a, like a younger kid, and he mm. dropped his shoe. Parents weren't paying attention. And the kid just like, no shit, I left my People shoe, but off. he didn't say anything. And yeah. like, I picked it up and I handed it back to him, and the uh, dad's like, oh, thanks. You know, we would have definitely just forgot that, and it would have been lost forever. Uh, yeah. during the ride, they sat behind us. My fucking hat flew off yeah. during the ride, and that kid caught it. That's I was, dope. I was like, my man, good looking out. Yeah, really, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did all the Harry Potter stuff. Of course, we ate at both the Harry Potter restaurants, even though they're the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a good, uh, you know, we, we had a day of just kind of, um, chilling out and getting used to the environment and everything. Uh, then we the did heat. two days at the parks. Uh, yeah, we ate a lot the first day. Two days at the parks, um, doing the Halloween Horror Nights one night, and then headed back. It was nice. Good length of time. You don't have time to get sick of either of the parks. There's really not, like, a ton to do. Um, yeah, there really isn't. And that's considering that I think that Universal, as far as, like, rides, is better than any individual Disney park, at least. Yeah, um, I'll agree. But, it has uh, more attractions for sure. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it was really good. Good decompression time. Got a week off work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, hopefully um, I'll go back in refreshed and not just bored out of my mind. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So during that time, I wasn't really doing a lot. I played a little bit of. Um, well, obviously we were playing Pokemon Go while we were there, and I'm gonna. I guess maybe toward the end of this, we'll talk about what's going on with Pokemon Go because they got a bunch of cool stuff coming up. Yeah. Um, 
I, I was playing uh, Banner Saga, you know, nothing uh, relevatory there. I got it on the Switch, so... Right. Um, you already I've already. just now reached okay. how far I've gotten on the PC in the past. <laughs> yeah. So I've, like, caught up to my own previous progress, and so now anything else I do on the Switch will be new. Uh, but I, I had to cover all that intro ground I've done before. And then... Uh, pick it up on a new system again. We'll run right. it a third time. Yeah, I, I will again, I'm sure. I mean, I have, like, it's so weird. I have Banner Saga 1 on Steam. I think I backed it. Yeah, you did. I can't remember, I remember if I backed it or if I just got into it. I remember but, you uh, talking about backing it. Okay, yeah. So, I helped back it when it originally came out. Played it on Steam a little bit. About a third of the game, maybe. And then I got it. I got Banner Saga 2 for free on the Xbox with gold. Never played it. I got Banner Saga 1 for free on PS4 at some point. Um, I have Banner Saga 1 and 2 on Twitch Prime, and now I own the entire trilogy on Switch. So, hmm. plenty of Banner Saga to go around over here. Yeah, there is enough for the class. But then uh, the thing I started that I dug into, and it's new, um, I started playing Pillars of Eternity. Uh, I guess the complete edition that I got through... Speaking of Twitch, uh, got through Twitch Prime, I think uh, a couple months ago, um, which is sort of an isometric RPG. This is like Obsidian, uh, got this through a Kickstarter. Um, it's basically like your old-fashioned top-down sort of tactical, you know, really story-heavy RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a really cool... Uh, like, they did a whole lot of world building and backstory. And now they're just making several games in this similar, um, you With know, setting or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's been really cool. Um, it's kind of weird because I got a chance to play it. I don't remember the context, but I played it a long time ago and I just couldn't get into it. And now this time playing it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is my shit. So I think I played it on a friend's account. And I just, you know, it's you can't get invested when you know you're not taking it home. So, I think that's what happened. But, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I'm trying to get into these isometric RPGs because there's a lot of really good shit out there. Um, and, like, critically acclaimed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have this, um, the Divinity, uh, Original Sin games. Um, now we have that Pathfinder Kingmaker game that yeah, I want to get into once they patch it up. Yeah, it's like, when, when was that supposed to drop on out of here? The Pathfinder one's out. Okay. Um, but yeah, it definitely needs some. Oh yeah, yeah. we were talking group. about like yeah, we were yeah. talking about possible interest, but waiting until yeah, needs some fixing. But uh, yeah, there's I mean, Pillars of Eternity two. You're a fucking like pirate king, so nothing wrong with that. And that's out on like everything now, right? That's yeah, like I mean, the both Switch. of these I believe are pretty much on everything. Yeah, two is definitely on the Switch. Um, I, I would definitely play these on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's, again, I, I was talking about this with Banner Saga on the Switch. Banner Saga, which is a tactical combat game, did not translate super well to the controls. I've been using touchscreen because, um, the, trying to use the actual buttons is rough. Okay. So, touchscreen makes it a lot easier because you're essentially, I mean, your hand is just a big stupid mouse, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, and that's definitely the way I would recommend it. I would never play this on the screen with just the controllers. Because, I mean, it's the stuff just doesn't work out right. 
And um, I'm afraid that isometric RPG, which is known to be super complex, so complex that Dragon Age Origins was completely changed for consoles, you know, to be more of like a uh, older public style game. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't pick it up on consoles. If that's your preferred way to play and you want to just sit on the couch and zone out while you're playing this game for 600 hours, then just do it. Like, you don't have to conform to the way that my hands work, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think the mouse is the way to go. And Xbox is, of course, going to have keyboard and mouse compatibility here pretty quick, so that might be a good way to go. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're planning to implement that. Uh, yeah, I don't but, know. You know, we'll see. I think you can yeah. with PS4 currently, though. You can plug in a, like certain certain brand um, like keyboard, and mm-hmm. you can use that. And if it has like a... A USB, I'm not... I don't know, maybe you might be able to plug a mouse in, too. Yeah, sure. A little wireless uh, hook up Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um... Uh... So, yeah, I guess I'll dive into some of the Pokemon Go updates. Um, so, specifically... Um... Obviously, Pokemon Go gets, like, a new life when you go to a new area. Yeah. Um, just playing it, like, in your town or wherever you're from, wherever you usually go, it still has, like, enough to keep you coming back to it but it's just not like it needs a little something to like you need to like reinvigorate it every once in a while to keep it good yeah so anytime i go to a new place uh or you know any obviously if you're traveling anywhere that's when it's really time to blow that shit up so i got like um what i got both of the regionals that i can't get so i got uh uh corsola and i got heracross mm-hmm. right Heracross is everywhere here. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I got, like, several Heracrosses in a back-to-back, and, like, every gym had Heracross in it. Yeah. So, that was dope. Yeah. To, like, the point I'm like, I am over that shit. Yeah. And then Corsola, what, is supposed to be um, sort of like a Central American one? But you can just, you just are able to catch it in Florida in the U.S. or something like that? I'm not sure. I, I, I might have to look that one up. Uh, I was only I only ever saw the one Corsola. Oh, it's like the so, pink coral monster. Uh, coral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one's here pretty often. I mean, not as much okay. as it, it's here about as much as um, what would I say? Like about as much as I I would see like a, like a Diglett or a Geodude in the wild. I don't know how okay. crazy that yeah, is. Yeah, pretty apparently. relatively rare. It's right. not. It, it's not like oh my god, that's incredibly rare. I've only ever seen one of these, but it's still mm-hmm. like once in a blue moon. Right. Yeah. So okay, I guess I'm trying to look and see what the other um, rare Pokemon and how to get them are. So I'm kind of just checking it out. I've so, been yeah, Corsola. Uh, Corsola is oceanic. Mm-hmm. Heracross is supposed to be. South and Central America. You can only get it in... In North America, the only places you can get it are Mexico and Florida. That's it's weird. Supposed to be the, it's supposed to be the South America uh, region specific. Um, so yeah, Corsolas are all coastal. Um, let me open this map. I want it to be oh. significantly fucking larger than that, please. Okay, so yeah, Mr. Mime is in Europe, of course. Yep, that's... Farfetch'd is in uh, Asia. They, um, they, they started having turtle. those around here every now and again. 
Farfetched? Yeah. We, like, I caught yeah, a Farfetched here. I've seen Farfetched before. I might actually have a Farfetched that I caught in the past. I don't know. But, um, Tor, what's the, uh, yeah, Torkoal? Yeah. The fire turtle that's not Numal. Yeah, it, <laughs> um, yeah. he's in, uh, like, India and Southeast Asia. Kangas Khan is in, um, Australia, of course. And Reggie Kanth, the, uh, like, fucked up fish monster? Relicanth is in, uh, like, New Zealand. Huh. I mean, for the... Oh, and then there's, um, hemispherically, too, there's Illumise, the, uh, dark ladybug, Seviper, and Solrock are both only in the western time zones. And then the got... red ladybug, the, the, uh, Zangus, and the Solrock are both in the eastern time zones. I've... I know I've got one of the like ladybugs or whatever they are, mm. um, and You're probably the dark one. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I don't have the light one, and um, the swiper. Mm-hmm. I ended up picking. That yeah, up. I got a swiper too. Those show up here every now and again, um, but I do know um, one of Ashley's friends is in uh, is stationed in Saipan, and mm-hmm. he uh, he's like, yeah, we don't get the dark. Ladybug, we only get the light one. Yep. It's like, and apparently the Europe, uh, Europe. So Africa is on our side, and Europe is on the other side. So you can get the other ladybug in Europe. So if you ever want to schedule a fucking vacation to get two fucking Pokemon and Pokemon Go, there you are. Yeah, that was actually something. When you were here, we didn't trade anything, and I was like, God damn it, why didn't we do that? Yeah, I don't. I still haven't traded anything once, so I don't even know how trading works. Yeah, it just um, you click I, on. I never have any Stardust because I always buff up my like gym Pokemon. So yeah, you just basically uh, click on friends like you would um, send a gift, and then it's on the other side where the gift is located. Mm-hmm. It's on the right side. Okay. Um, and does that have a like a locality you have to be nearby? You do. Yep. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's why I was like, I, you know, I have a lot of things. Like I have like an Aerodactyl and a Porygon and. Or you know some, other yeah, things I that, that I, I can Porygon sitting around. You know other things that I'm like, yeah, I, I don't need that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I have, I have extras of the Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres, mm-hmm. just sitting around. That's, yeah, I, th- I might need. Uh, I think I need a Moltres. Yeah, I'm just looking through my collection now. Yeah, and I have but, um, like like um, shinies of some of the like event Pokemon that mm-hmm. they had that were extra. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I could have, could have handed those out. And I know mm-hmm. Ashley has some extras too, but I guess huh. we just forgot for the original 150. That's I only right. need, or 151. I only need three Pokemon. Oh yeah. I definitely need more than that. I'm just like, I, I can't get luck with, uh, it's supposed to be the seven K eggs that are dropping Mr. Mimes and Kangaskhan's. Right now? Oh, really? Yeah. So I've been, and it's and it's only newer ones. They have they have dates on them, and mm-hmm. it, it, you know it has to be before a certain date, or you know come out after a certain date. And yeah, I wonder uh, what's causing that. And I have yet to get one. Ashley has got everything that I need except one, Damn. and she's still missing other things that I. She's missing other things that I mm-hmm. just you know got in the wild or I you know walked with the Pokemon to. Get it up right. there. Like she doesn't have a polyrath, and I was really surprised by that. Yeah, I I have the I evolved the Polytoad because I had the like Sandcastle or whatever. Right. 
Um, so I don't have a polyrath yet, but I'm on my way for it. Um, but yeah, I only need Kangaskhan, Mr. Mime, and the Pokemon I've seen a million times and have yet to catch one. Mm-hmm. Mewtwo. Yep. Yep, I definitely need Mew and Mewtwo, because I still haven't finished that one. Uh, yeah. Quest gives you Mew, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mewtwo's really hard, and you know, he's really hard to catch. And he's kind of weird. In the Pokedex, mm. if you look, even though I've seen him, um, in I've seen him in gyms or not in gyms, mm. I've seen him in uh, like raids. And I thought I've seen when, him in a gym. I thought when you've seen him in a raid, he it, should show up. On it your shows number. up in your Pokedex, and it doesn't. Should, but everything else. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no. and uh, I, I mean, we've seen him a ton of times, and we've sat at a spot like, is anyone else going to show up for this? And nobody else really. shows up. Uh, yeah. and, you know, two people can't be, like, even, like... You, you can't know, beat a five-star. You can't beat a... I mean, a, uh, a four-star can be tough. Uh, I, I think, um, we've gotten really close to beating a, a four-star with just the two of us, but... He's... No dice. Uh, like, 60,000 CP. Mm. There's just no way. Even with... You ain't getting that. Even with four people, that might be a little tough. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, but yeah, so, um, so there's a couple other things going on, um, other than just, I mean, we were just talking about the regionals, I guess, but, uh, they have, uh, there's another event Pikachu, so they've all been Pikachus with hats, right? So this one, he's got, like, uh, there's a new hat that they added that was made by, like, a special designer or something, um, Hiroshi Fujiwara. Sure. It's, like, a black baseball hat with a couple lightning bolts on it, basically, so. Yep. That's what the big butts, big butts? Big bucks. That's what them big bucks pay for. I heard they don't lie. Uh, yeah, no lies detected. Yeah. Um, so you can catch that Pikachu. I imagine you can hatch a Pichu with it. Good luck on that. You can. And, um, I, I, I hatched one with uh, the sun hat once. Damn. Uh, only oh, I did actually too, now that I think about it. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I trashed his ass because I was like, nice hat, bitch. <laughs> you look like an asshole. You look like an, no, I wanted to get the Raichu, so I threw him out to get that one extra candy to get the Raichu. Like gotta an idiot. Do, gotta do what you gotta do. <clears throat> so, um, you know, that'll be yet another hat to add to the collection here. I got the sun hat, the witch hat, and now this one. I didn't get whatever the first one was. Uh, Yeah, like, hat-wise, let me look, because I, I've actually, I actually have all of them somehow. I know, um, I know you've kept two of each. Or, uh, you know, a Pikachu and a Raichu of each. Yeah. Uh, sun hat, the new lightning bolt hat, the Santa hat. The birthday party Santa hat. Santa hat's the one I didn't get. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get the birthday party hat either. The the sure. witch hat, the regular, and the ash hat Pikachu. Ass hat? Ash. Mm-hmm. Ass hat. Got it. Yeah. So... His asshole. Um, ash- what a fucking asshole. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got that event Pikachu going. I'm not, how sh- I'm not sure how long that's going to last. Um, let me see if the nudes says anything about it. Nudes. Um... Yeah. Doesn't say. It does not. So but it's only been um, up for two days as of now, so I expect it'll be up for a bit longer. Right. Uh, so yeah, they, that's going on. Um, we have the. Uh, they're having a psychic spectacular, kind of like what they did with what they've done this with rock and fighting so far, right? Uh yeah. Yep. And so it's like right. a, a a week, a little more than a week, I guess. Uh, from the fifth. Obviously, this has started already. From the 5th to the 14th, um, they're doing uh, Psychic-type Pokemon appear in the wild more frequently. Additional field research focusing on Psychic-type Pokemon will be available. 
and Shiny Drowsy has a chance to appear. Of course, uh, Shiny Drowsy means Shiny Hypno. I, I didn't know that. I need to... Yeah, I've been conserving really? my Drowny candies. My Drowsy candies. Excuse me. Um, Holy shit. And as well this month, the community day is uh, Bedlam, um, which oh, means yeah. you can... Who is that? Is that... Um, like It's Metacross? I think is the Pokemon. Yeah, he right? evolves into... Uh, so, Beldums are going to appear more frequently. This is starting on October 21st. Yep. Um, it, For us, it'll lures, be 2 p.m. Yeah, yeah, lures will last uh, three hours for the duration of the event instead of, what is it normally, one hour? Yeah. Yep. Or half um, hour, I think. So, yeah, he evolves into Metang. And then if you evolve Metang uh, into Metagross, up to one hour after the event ends... Um, then you'll get uh, your Metagross will know a special move and they haven't said what that is yet and then uh, additionally your eggs will hatch four times faster for the duration of the event so that's time to load up on those fucking incubators and start stomping your ass around town yeah trying to get those uh, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned uh, 7k eggs try to get the hidden forbidden uh, Mr. Mime and Kangaskhan I think you can also get if you don't already have um, Electro Buzz, Magmar, mm-hmm. things like that. Jinx. Jinx. So, um, also, I guess just to throw in, I think this is old news, but starting on October 1st, uh, the your like field research breakthroughs will give you a chance to catch uh, Suicune. So that'll be oh, the okay. final of the three dogs. Um, Wait. Trying to see if it says anything extra, but I, it doesn't. I know I already have all three of them. Yep, I do too. So are they cutting back to one of the old ones already? Or is this a different Um one? Well, they could move on to... Um, they could do the Reggies. So Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, and Reggie Steel. Well, they're already... I already have two of those too. They were putting those in... Well, those were raids, yeah. Raids, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what other legendaries they're looking at. Um... I'm not sure what will come next, but they've actually been lasting... It says, like, October is your chance to get Suicune or whatever, but I know it's been actually going longer than that, so... Um, yeah, they did originally the uh, three legendary birds, so I never got a Moltres. I missed out on that one. Um, I got everything else. And then, uh, yeah, now they're doing... Um, I'm just looking at my Pokedex to make sure I'm not an idiot here. Now they're doing the legendary Demodogs. Yep. So, I just yeah, as far as the generations go, the next one should be, the next three legendaries are the Reggies. So, I don't know what else they're going to do here. I couldn't, I, the only raid I, I got one of the Reggies in was Reggie Rock, and I couldn't catch him. He wouldn't stay in my balls. Wouldn't cooperate, you know? right? Unlike Urine, he wouldn't be stored in my balls. Well, I mean. Fucked up, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what cool. that's what's going on with Pokemon. That's what what has been going on with me. Um, I did not pick up uh, Assassin's Creed, which is a real shocker. Yeah, that is a little surprising for you. Yep. Um, I think I would have jumped right on that bitch. I I, I, I I did not do that either. Uh, you know, aside from playing a bit of Pokemon um, and finishing up the week two challenges for Fart Fart Knife. Mm-hmm. For Fortnite, Fort knife, got it. Um, I, I I don't know. I really like at the end of the week when you get when you finish all the challenges, they give you a, like a loading screen, and then there's mm. something hidden in the loading screen that pertains to an area on the map that yep, gives like you that. something. 
Uh, so you go to the area after you've done everything, and, like, uh, battle stars pop up. Or, and it'll mm-hmm. be, like, a full, like, ten battle stars. So it's a full uh, level. Or, um... Like this Battle week's Stars case, Galactica? Yes. But oh. in this week's case, um, it's a, uh... You know when we... Like, when you... You can edit your banner or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's a banner picture. And it's of a, a werewolf. Okay. Which was... That's pretty cool. Kind of cool. Just hanging out in the map. Um... But, you know, aside from doing those two things, I did finally jump into uh, Forza Horizon 4 because it's on the Game Pass for PC. Um, it looks so good. It, like, the game looks insanely good. Um, That's cool. Right out of the gate, there's, like, a festival. You get to pick your uh, character, like, what your character looks like out of the car during cutscenes. Um, they drive you through all four seasons. Uh, which are all vastly different with different vehicles that they highlight. Um, the summertime, yeah. the, you know, they highlight with <coughs> like, a, like a McLaren, like a very okay. fast streetcar. Um, mm-hmm. During the winter, they give you something a little more uh, off-road. And in the spring, they give you something a little more off-road, too, uh, because there's a lot of, like, water puddles. Yeah. Um, and then in the fall, uh, they give you a similar car, too, like the McLaren. Um but, it, yeah, it's really cool to go through all of the seasons just to see how their environment changed with, like, leaves on the road to snow and ice. Like, there are ice patches that you can hit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, like, known. It's, like, it's kind of like, you know, real ice, I guess. Um, okay. Which is cool. Um, I And, of course, I immediately uh, am driving this vehicle, and I'm like, what happens if I just turn hard to the right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I just drive through this open countryside. There's, like, sheep trying to get the fuck out of the way. And I'm just, like, going as fast as I can. Um, I only flipped okay. it a couple times. The car does... The cars do take damage, but I don't think there's any repercussion for, like, okay. pain for all that. Um, man, I recommend it. Ten bucks. Um, I feel like I've already got... Just by playing the little bit that I played, um, I already feel like I've got my money out of it because it, it's That's just cool. it's really cool it's fun um yeah. i can't wait to get to some of the uh like i want to get like a subaru and like set Not it bad. with an off-road uh like an off-road kit yeah and just see how the you know see how that works you can um one of the other things i spent some time doing is uh, customizing my own decal for a car Mm-hmm. And you can also save a print so other people can use it online. And as well, you can also save your uh, the way your car looks so other people can download the way your car looks and mm-hmm. have their car look like that. I did a, um, a black and yellow honeycomb. So the back half of the car looks like it's uh, like a honeycomb. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Uh, it was fun to play with and uh, and check out. So. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like to be, uh, like, get a little surprise like that. And something that's like, oh, okay, this could be cool. Let's see how it goes. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I, That's the best. I was thinking, like, I don't know what made me think of it. I think I probably saw a commercial or something for it that popped up while I was, like, watching a video mm-hmm. online. And I was like, wait, that should be on Game Pass, right? I, I remember seeing yeah. the other one. It For sure. Definitely was. So, um, yeah. 
go check that out. Oh, sure. yeah. Cool. Um, why don't we go ahead and jump into... We do, we've do. we ran through all of the monthly stuff we usually have with PlayStation Plus, Games with Gold. You can check out last week's episode for that. Or you can head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff. Um, and... Uh, Get that early access, that early look at all of the stuff that's coming up for the PlayStation Plus lineup. Games with Gold is usually just more of a post, like that's what it is. Uh, but I go down each game early in the month, and, or early in last month, and mm-hmm. um, you can check it out. And I also do a rundown of what we're doing personally uh, and all that. So, um, and everything we talk about here on the podcast is usually over there first so uh come chat with us over there as well follow us on twitter at mammoth games inc where we just post stupid gifts uh of things that pertain to what we're doing yep so um yeah let's go ahead and jump into it you can go ahead and take the twitch prime all right so um of course you know twitch prime does a lot of different stuff um they usually do several games they're they're doing uh four games um this month and they also have a bunch of loot, so I'll just cover some of the basics here. Um, they're doing Darksiders War Mastered Editions. That's like the remastered with all DLC. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that's all month. Uh, all of these actually are from the 1st to the 31st of October. So uh, we actually recorded our last episode on the 1st, and they weren't up. So I don't know what's going on with that, but wow. it's all figured out now. Um, second game, Sanitarium. Um, this is kind of like a... Obviously, it's like a horror... Uh, game i don't know a lot about it and it's not looking extremely good so i'm probably never going to download it right speaking of horror um the other game they have a soma which of course this will include all the dlc so this will have the uh uh what they like observer mode where you're not having to um you know deal with any of the creatures or anything this was the follow-up to uh shit it's the game with like the spooky like hanging skin monster where you're like going insane if you look at it um, so yeah. Somo is very good from what I remember hearing. Um, I'm to look and it I have a, I have it on PlayStation, I believe. I'm going to dig into it and play it on there. And then the final game, which is exciting, uh, System Shock 1 Enhanced Edition. Um, so yeah, I, they gave out System Shock 2 in the past. Uh, so it's really cool to... Um, you can you can play through all of the early uh, System Shock games. And of course, System Shock 1 is being remade. Um, so that can be something to check out as well. Uh, cool that they, they've been doing a good job of trying to keep all of their, um, all the stuff they're giving out, they're trying to keep it very uniform and like, make sure you get everything, uh, which is really cool. So, um, some of the loot, uh, we mentioned, I think last episode, this is only going until the 17th of this month, the, uh, player unknowns, battlegrounds, pilot gear crate. Um, mm-hmm. They're still doing f- until tomorrow. So if you're listening to the podcast, you have today to get it. For sure. Um, the Overwatch uh, gold loot box they're giving out. They do that like um, every like other pretty much day. every month. Yeah, yeah, like every day. Um, <laughs> the uh, Rainbow Six Siege has a Twitch Prime collection. There's also oh. Assassin's Creed Odyssey a JN Pirate Pack that's going on till December fourth. So plenty of time on that one, and that'll attach to your. Uh, Ubisoft Uplay account, so you can download that on any system you get it on. And there's also the Thanks. Warframe Trinity Prime Bundle. Grim. Grim. So, uh, you'll be able to get some cool stuff for that. Nothing wrong with that. 
for sure. So yeah, that's uh, you know, not their best month in all of history, but pretty cool. I mean, the Darksiders and Soma, I would say, are big gets. System Shock's System cool Shock. for a historical purpose. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, I don't know if it's still playable, but uh, you know. Well, what is sure, what so. does Enhanced Edition mean? Uh, it's been. I, I believe that includes. Um, let me see if I can find out more about it. I cannot. Uh, that will include the. Um, a slight upgrade to the graphics. Um, it's been modernized to work on modern computers is basically the enhanced edition. So, but the, but the, and it includes anything that came out later, which I don't really think there was. But it, yeah, the gameplay is going to feel like... It's going to feel about 250 years old. Yeah, right? like a normal game was hit over the head with a shovel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you want to see the other stuff, the PlayStation Plus lineup, you can check that out, uh, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Um, or check out the uh, episode 68 of the podcast, last week's episode. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, why, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into, uh, the games that are coming out this next week. Uh, this is October 8th through the 14th. Um, do you know what you, do you know anything about the first one you put up there? Uh, this guy? Yeah, I don't know it's a it. it's a popular uh, <laughs> tactical series. Grim might know about uh, this guy. Grim, but um, yeah, it's a it's a uh, tactical, very Japanese ass game. Let's just yeah get the trailer going and um, yeah, it's uh it really helped put uh, NIS on the map. It's one reason why um. It's one reason why, like the their logo for NIS America is the like little penguin character. That's this is where that guy came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of the characters are really well known. Uh, like the series has done really well, not not very well um, in the U.S. particularly, but I believe they released Disgaea Five last year. So okay, it's continued quite powerfully. Yeah, I've actually um, never played one. So I, I do recognize yeah, that that chick though, the chick with red hair has a little skull. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, this they've they've done uh, very well. So this could be something to check out, uh, especially okay. if you're like semi interested, but you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna jump in on number four or five. Like basically, if you're a bitch like me and Drake, um, <laughs> it's like, well, I gotta go play one. And then if they're doing this guy a one complete and it does well, they're gonna do two. Like right, right. I mean, you don't have to worry about that. The way to yeah. get—I mean, we're, we've kind of entered that age where it's like, okay, so well, it's I don't old have enough. Any new ideas. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. not even old ideas. It's just like this was moderately successful. We're releasing number forty-seven next month, mm-hmm. so let's go back and release one so people can check it out. Like right. you just said, you know, fifteen years of this. Yep. So I mean, so. there really isn't another way around it aside from, you know, telling people we to done go, did it. Yeah. Go check it out. Go check yeah. out the old stuff. Um, For sure. <coughs> cool. All right. Also coming out on uh, Tuesday, October 9th, uh, for PS4, Xbox One, PC from 2K Games, WWE 2K19. Um, I, I kind of just go... Um, it just... I, I don't know. I, 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 like, I, I know. I, I am... I, for all intents and purposes, I am a wrestling fan. I'm also... Uh, like I used to play these games, like religiously, actually. Uh, like mm-hmm. PlayStation, 
PlayStation 1, it was super heavy. I would play the WWE games. And then yeah. going into, you know, Xbox as well, that kind of goes um, without saying. That was pretty much the same, that was the same era. Um, PS2, it definitely started to fall off, and they really lost their way. And uh, I actually played last year's, and um, I, I didn't buy it or anything. I just checked it out. And yes, it was this. super poor. Um, like, you spend more time in loading screens than you do actually playing the game. And then mm-hmm. it has that feel of, like, um, like a free-to-play game of when it's like the game is super easy, and then yeah. it gets incredibly difficult. They just jack up the, the, difficult, the difficulty so you don't... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so you have some challenge or whatever. Just a force to, like, slow you down. Yeah. And yeah. You, you can tell when it's happening. And that's the really bad thing. So the things that they fix... Um, are like the audience and the way the characters maneuver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else suffers. Like the gameplay, um, the character moves well, but the gameplay is definitely clunky. Um, so I do uh, like kind of tell people, you know, like be questioning this game. Like don't. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say. They come out with it every year. They're not going to miss, you know, a couple hundred people not buying this game. It's not going to be a big deal. Right. Um, they kind of expect to only get a portion of their audience each time. Yeah. And, like, and for me, it's just, like, they should really focus on this. And I think that's with all sports games. Like, mm-hmm. do a roster update. Bring out, you know, bring out NHL, uh, you know, 2015 and take that thing through a couple years with roster updates and support it and fix it and learn from it and develop the new game with some real Mm. upgrades. These games really don't get upgrades. Like you see, like, especially with wrestling, you see a lot of moves where there are flips and then you get caught by somebody, but Mm -hmm. the body still goes through the other body. (laughs) And it's like, that should be worked um, out. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, kind of mild issues where, you know, it's one of those things where if this happened once, it'd be fine. Right. Or, you know, if any two of these bugs were the only bugs to exist, it would not be a problem. But it's a lot more than that. Definitely. And, like, as far as, like, the way to explain what this is, all it is is a fighting video game that's a little more technical with just the candy wrappers wrestling. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it, it's not a hard, like, mechanic to sell because mm-hmm. fighting games are, the like, mechanically, fighting games should be always superior because they have so much less to do. It's not like an open-world action RPG where there's a million things right. going on. There's yeah, very little like going when we on. It's kind of like when we were talking about, um, like, when No Man's Sky had not yet come out and they were talking to the developers and they said, you know, technically speaking, we could make a game with this amount of randomization, but it was in a one room instead of an entire galaxy or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like they said, we could make this on a really small scale and just make it super dope. Mm-hmm. But, you know, instead we made this whole galaxy. So it, it is really interesting to, to kind of try to conceive of like, what would that would be like? Um, and that's where fighting games should have a big edge is that, well, they're only dealing with this one area. 
You're fighting in the ring, and in WWE's case, around the ring. So that's all you have to do for gameplay. Right. I mean, they, they have, like, the behind the, like, the, I think you can do, like, backstage interaction where it's like a, it's like a career mode where you actually play as the wrestler arriving in the arena and then mm-hmm. getting into Persona and going to the ring. Right. So there is some behind the scenes stuff, but it's like mm-hmm. the load time from going from backstage just to the ring is seriously like like a 45 second load time, if not a minute and a half. It's in between that, and it's really long. That's a lot. And it's not even a varying, like, loading screen. It's the same screen. Yeah. So it's like, there's nothing interesting happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty tough. Um, uh, the, like, I, I was just saying yesterday uh, to Ashley, I was like, I... I don't want this game. I don't want to buy this game, but I want to find someone selling that Ric Flair lithograph because I find it really funny. It is funny. I, yeah. I, I, like, I want to own that for whatever reason. It's just him in a robe and, like, it's dumb. That's cool. Yeah, it's funny. Like, that's what people out here want. You know? Yeah. They do. They're, they want they more. They might figure it out someday. Who knows? Cool. More Rick and more Flair. That's more... the two things I need. Exactly. All right, and up next, uh, we have two videos for, but uh, PS4, Xbox One, PC from Activision, Treyarch, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4. Um, Trailer number one is just a launch trailer. It's just what to expect with, um, I guess, the game as a whole, excluding a few um, pieces, because Mm -hmm. they are going into some new, like, uncharted territory for the series. Um, But... I, I, like I, you know, I can't say I'm a fan of this. I, you know, I definitely won't get this or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, kind of the same with the WWE game. I definitely won't get it. But um, there will be a lot of people who get it. And there are some cool, interesting things. Like they have the zombie mode coming back with a lot of the like fan favorite maps um, and a lot of new cool things that they haven't done before. I do like the story mm-hmm. that some of the um, the zombie modes tell. Like, they go into just some weird places. And that's kind of cool. Um, But the Uncharted territory that they are headed into is uh, their Blackout Battle Royale mode. Um, So this will be interesting to see. uh, I guess this is going to be the real test to see if it's possible to break into the Battle Royale genre. Uh, Coming completely from the outside. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. These guys, their map is, um, like, we've already seen the map. There have been people who have already, you know, played it, checked it all out. Um, mm-hmm. And it, like, th- they've done some smart things. They've done things that they probably should do. But mm-hmm. to me, it comes off kind of, like, campy and cheap. Like, they're playing on, they're still playing on those people that they've, you know, played on for the past, like, four years, five years, if not yeah. more. Um, yeah. they, you know, they added like a nuke town area and, um, right. They are still really like a lot of classic area nostalgia. Yeah. Like that place that they just sniped into, it has like a, it's like an outdoor, um, it, it, it's like a really nice house that has a nice like fountain in its front yard with like, um, a, the driveway kind of goes around the fountain. Like that was mm-hmm. in, I think like maybe black ops two. 
Okay. I remember playing there before, and it's just they just kind of plopped it into the battle royale. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the one thing I really do like about the game and how it's evolved is how they've developed like classes. It's more of a class system, yeah, rather than yeah. it just being okay. I'm killing stuff, which is cool. Yeah, I mean that's for me. I think that's a step in the right direction, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, because it's um the games always had a real problem with forcing cooperative play because a lot of times if you just have one person on your team that's really good you're gonna win yeah so um there's always been a bit of an issue trying to like force that cooperation for sure which is not good if you have to force it yeah i yeah i agree um i mean that should be a little more like this game is the multiplayer game for people who like to play single player kind of right like because the drop in drop out so easy so it's going to be really weird to see how that works with battle royale because battle royale is primarily a four-player co-op experience you know where you know you're calling out where people are and what you're doing and where you're going yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see how that uh takes shape for sure so, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we don't have a lot to say about it, but this game's going to be huge one way or another. Yeah. Um, so just, I guess, just assume that we're wrong in this case. Yeah. Like, obviously the money plays out. For sure. Um, but yeah, there's a couple other games coming out on the same day. Still Friday the 12th. Um, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, the first game's coming out on 3DS. Uh, so expect, to, I would say expect to see Luigi's Mansion 2, and of course Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out on Switch, uh, I guess, next year. Um. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this is Luigi's Mansion. What more do you want to say? Yeah. Um, imagine there'll be some, possibly some, a, a new couple of rooms or maybe a new way to play against some of the bosses, having, you know, that second screen and everything. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a. I don't, I don't know if they're going to change anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel have like a lot they're going to. It. I feel like it's just going to be like, well, here it is. Mm-hmm. It's a great game, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the There's 3ds. Every time I see the 3ds, I, I like I, we've really become like snobs with Nintendo yeah. products. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, this isn't on. My there it is. Switch. Grim said it all. Put it on the Switch. Yep, everything. I mean, all games by Nintendo should be on the Switch at this point. Yeah, this, is this on the Switch yet? Uh, not to my knowledge. It, it, we are. We can easily imagine it coming to the Switch. Um. There's really no reason why it shouldn't. Yeah. Especially considering... Yeah, I remember the thing they added was the two-player mode thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we do have a new uh, Luigi's Mansion announced. Yeah. We don't have any yeah, dates three. or anything yet. Um, yep. But... Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to see how this all plays out. I mean, I can definitely see a Luigi's Mansion 1 and 2 coming out on the Switch right before 3 comes out or right after, possibly. That would be smart. Um, but we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, every time the 3DS is announced, it just goes in further shows. Like, we're just over here screaming that we're, like, Nintendo Switch whores. I've owned three 3DSs. Mm-hmm. I've owned two. And I'm like, I, I, I play around on it for a little while, and I'm like, okay, this is not what I want. Like, Well, at this point, it feels so dated. I mean... I just don't sit in the back of my parents' car while we're going on a road trip anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Like... That I don't have an opportunity to play this thing. And if I do, I would rather be playing something else. Yeah. I think it has to do so, a lot with technology, too. Like, when when yeah. we played, like, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. I mean, that was, 
like when they said advanced, it was advanced. <laughs> you know, that it was, was a like, significant upgrade. Yeah, that like it was holy shit! I can take this with me. And most hmm. of the time, it was just Pokemon. But I mean, for me, or like Fire mm-hmm. Emblem or something. Yeah. But like now, there's so many things that you can take with you. You know, your phone. The phone quality is better than mm-hmm. the 3ds. Yeah. Or at least. Or at least on I par. Mean, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we didn't have that when we were playing. You know, the Game Boy Color. It was mm-hmm. that, that was it. So. We're spoiled. Yeah. As as a gaming and then, generation. Um, so finally, somebody figured that shit out, and uh, the world ends with you. Final remix is coming out on Switch. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this was kind of a weird. Um, it's the team that made uh, Kingdom Hearts. Weirdly, I mean, you can definitely tell by looking at it. Yeah, the art style is very similar. Um, even the symbol is similar. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, this is this is from uh, Square Enix. Uh, bringing it to Switch. This was kind of a cult hitty type game. It's could, kind of uh, it, it never was super mainstream. Yeah, I I I've seen this a few times, and I've always want like, and I've never played it, and I've always kind of wondered what yeah. is the like gameplay like. Mm-hmm. Just because it looks super fucking weird. It like, looks it's like a rhythm weird. action game. Yeah, I'm like, is this a rhythm game? Is this turn based? Um, Hard to say. Yeah. No idea, just because it's, you know, not my jam. But it is coming right. out, so we're not excluding those people. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool. Uh, this could definitely benefit from having a uh, trailer. Right. Or, uh, or a uh, demo. demo, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playable, playable trailer, some kind of, like, PT. I wish there was a playable hmm. trailer. So, um, But to my knowledge, nobody has created that yet, so. Right. I've never heard of such a thing. I've ne- yeah. So, um, you know, if if you're... Uh, obviously, people who are fans of this are picking it up again. Um, so, yeah. this I, I mean, I definitely would like a demo cause, just because it's so weird. But either way, you know, if you're a fan, if you were thinking of it, uh, if you need to do something to hold your Kingdom Hearts hype off, mm-hmm. um, this could be the one. It's weird to say that there's going to be a Kingdom Hearts coming out in the next, you know, few months. There's not. That's a lie. <laughs> They're gonna fully retract on it. It's gonna be great. But no, like it, it is like it's been such a long time. Mm-hmm. They skipped almost two generations. In in time they have skipped two generations. Yeah. But yeah. it just it was, you know, two was kind of past the halfway point. Uh-huh. Of PS two. So they definitely skipped all of PS three and thus far all of PS four, but Weird. Yeah, it's been so long. Alright, usually this is where we would have... uh, Well, actually, if there is anything we missed on uh, the list of games that are coming out that you guys wanted on there that didn't get on there, you want to show some light to like maybe an indie game or whatever, uh, drop us a line at Mammoth Games Inc. over on Twitter. Uh, We'll throw it into next week's episode. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we, this is where we usually have alphas, betas, demos, trials, and freebies. We actually didn't have anything new that caught our eye this week. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we will stay tuned. And like I always say, uh, follow us over on Facebook. That's where we drop that stuff first, usually. Um, there was a... Uh, there was a really quick chance to pick up um, a game on GOG. What was that game? Um, 
It was like Shadow Warrior. Uh, Shadow Warrior 2. 2, yeah. Um, but that one was super quick. We couldn't even put it on here because there was no you know, time to grab I'm not sure if it's still up. Uh, let me look really quick just to see. So if the people watching actually want it, they can grab it. Um, hmm. I don't think it's still up. Uh, I think it's down. But one of the really good ones that's up is you can grab um, Shadow Tactics, Battle Chasers, and Kingdom Come Deliverance for 25 bucks. That's yeah. a solid deal. That's solid. Um, but yeah, we'll just go ahead and, like usual, move right into the weekly news. Uh, the first one seems to be something that you're more into, actually. Even though I post Damn, the article. Is, I've been following this. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, <laughs> a weird, like, stupid thread of shit that leads to this. Um, but basically, the, uh, the original author of the Witcher books, the guy who holds all the rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how to pronounce his first name. He's Polish. And that's, even though I grew up in Toledo, I don't know any Polish or any idea, except for the fact that I can say Punchki. And it's not spelled like that. Really? So that's that some fucked up shit. Really? That's all you need though. Uh, that's the only one you need. You could also say that Jelly like Donut. Sausage. <laughs> I don't know. It's just Polish sausage. It doesn't have a name or anything. But, uh, so yeah, the, the uh, original <laughs> author, um, I think it's Andrew, A-N-D-R-Z-E-W. I think it's just Andrew. Uh, or it's certainly the whatever the Polish version of Andrew is. Uh, but Andrew Sapkowski, uh, the original author of the Witcher series, um, he is, he is uh, kind of legally, you know, there was actual legal paperwork and everything where he was asking for additional royalties beyond what had been originally agreed upon between himself and CD Projekt Red. Um, This kind of started about a year ago um, when he had said, you know, I really let the license away way too cheap. Um, You know, I didn't anticipate this game being successful. It was coming from a brand new studio. It was their first game. Um, And, you know, I only, I just basically said, hey, you know, give me the fucking money up front. Right. Um... I'll go ahead and take so, the big. I'll take the big bag of money. Yeah, their actual I, quote. Yeah, big bag of money, which <laughs> it turns out was about seventy five hundred U.S. dollars, which is fucking not a big bag of money. I don't Sorry. want. I don't want the mystery door. I want the. I want the big bag of money, please. Yeah, really. So, um, you know, basically, he has come back and said, um, you know, I think the company owes me more money. I don't know how much money that is, but I think, you know, typically for things like this. Um, is between 5% and 15%. So I think 6% would be really fair. So he asked for a 6% of the profit only. So it's not all net income, it's profit, to be fair. Um, which would be about 16 million US dollars. So... Damn. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a weird... Um, like, it's a weird area here. Uh, you know, one side of me says... Like no, he like like he sold he sold, you know this to them, and he mm-hmm. made his money. It's like like I mentioned earlier before the podcast. It's like the person who sold the Nike logo for thirty dollars in a sandwich. Like right, they don't get to come back and go, oh, you made how much? How much does one pair of your shoes sell for? Shit, I think I deserve more than thirty dollars in a sandwich. I deserve two sandwiches and thirty five dollars. Like yeah. I I don't At think least. they have the rule the right to do that. 
after yeah, the Yeah, he's fact. definitely not going to be able to like, fight this. I mean, his his legal argument that he is putting in there is that he only agreed to one game, not three games or whatever, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, it, it's a um, really weird gray area, right, is yeah, where they're in. Yeah. Um, like, I think the, the cleaner way for him to go about it is to continue writing Witcher stuff because he still owns that. He's making that fat money on it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so continue the doing reason that the books, and change um, your contract. Like, say, right, no, this right. is doing better, so guess what? Since we're all doing better, I'm going to start doing better. That I think that's, that's definitely true. I mean, he's got a tie-in to the TV show. He is... Uh, the TV rights are totally separate. Mm-hmm. So he's got the TV rights. Yep. For the show that's going to be on Netflix. He's going to be making the money off that. CD Projekt is affiliated with that in any way. Incredibly successful. Right. Hands down. The books be amazing. took off in the U.S. because of the games. Like, when the first Witcher game came out, one short story collection had been translated to English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now it's they're still not all in English yet, but they're being changed into English. So I get it. But yeah, I mean, he, he agreed. Um, even in, you know, EU, this kind of stuff is a lot, uh, it's a lot more, I don't know, defended, I guess. Like the courts are more likely to protect the person that came up with it. Like, in the U.S., it's one of those things where, like, again, the Nike guy. Like, you signed it, dude. Sorry. Nikola Tesla is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, like, is out here inventing shit all day. And he just got screwed left and right his whole life. He, he died poor. You yeah. Know? So, um, you know, in the, in the U.S., it's a lot different thing. And, like, the... Uh, I know the games were not allowed to tell direct stories from the books there's a lot of like references and things like that like i don't know what this specific uh licensing agreement and you know like in chat somebody said like you know it's definitely character rights like we don't really i mean I, you know first of all the document's going to be in polish so good luck translating that shit and then second of all like i don't know if it's in cd project red's best interest to release what the exact license was but um yeah i don't think you know he, i don't think he gave them character rights he maybe I don't know. Well, he certainly did. I mean, to to do to have Geralt in the game, you have to have the character rights. Well, yeah, but I don't think he gave them. Like, he still has to have some sort of pull over the character rights. I mean, right? Oh, it's just the license. Like, a hundred percent. He just said you can make something in the Witcher universe. Uh, I, I just we need to know specifically what. Um, but yeah, he said, uh, "quote I was stupid enough to sell them rights to the whole bunch." I don't know what he means by that. Um, okay. Probably every character or something um they offered me a percentage of their profits and i said no there will be no profit give me my money right now the whole amount okay so see, stupid uh yeah he said you know quote it was stupid i was stupid enough to leave everything in their hands because i didn't believe in their success but who could foresee their success i couldn't sorry but that's not how that works you side on the dotted fucking line yeah like i mean definitely if i was cd project red and he came out with this he said all this whatever um you know, CD Projekt Red said, hey, we want to have a good relationship with this guy. We're done with Witcher games right now, but we might want to come back to the series at some point in the future. Uh, we now have... I don't know what the... Um, I don't know, like... So there's this Witcher tabletop RPG that was made by Artelsorian Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys that made the Cyberpunk license because of this right. relationship with Cyberpunk, whatever. How did they get those rights? Did they have to go through Sapkowski? 
Um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, Mike Pondsmith has been super deep in the creation of the Cyberpunk 2077 game. Yeah. And in fact, there's a Cyberpunk 2077 uh, uh, RPG, tabletop RPG being made for when the game is about to come out. Um, so, like, Pondsmith is like, oh, I love these guys. It's great. They bring me out all the time. I talk about a bunch of stuff with them. They keep asking me reference questions because they want it to be as realistic as possible. Like... Yeah, they, they they have to have, um... and there are some things that I think he said that they've not necessarily taken, but they've used it and as inspiration to make other things. And I think I think some of it comes from music. I think for cyberpunk. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what he said, but there was like uh-huh. there was certain things that were not available for use. Like, they were just off the table for some reason, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. So, Well, okay, actually, here, um, this is good. So, um, the original legal notice says that the original agreement only counts for the first Witcher game, even though CD Projekt Red denies this, and I don't believe that that's true. And even if it is, you can say, hey, it's a three-part game. Yeah. One, I two, mean, and three. It is telling it's three parts of the same... And they are story. all direct carries yeah. off of the same story, right? So... I don't think that's arguable, but uh, he does cite... I forgot that Poland's not in the EU, um, so my bad on that, I guess. Uh, but, I mean, I meant Europe. When I say EU, I mean Europe, except for the UK, because they're stupid. Sorry, Grim. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Grim just shrugged. <laughs> I don't know. Got him. So, um... Yeah, so, but uh, Article 44 of Poland's Act on Copyright and Related Rights states, quote, in the event of a gross discrepancy between the remuneration of the author and the benefits of the acquirer of the author's economic rights or the licensee, the author may request the court for a due increase of his or her remuneration. So, uh, we've seen something that is probably true, but may or may not be true, that says that they got the license for 7,500 U.S. dollars. 7,500 US dollars. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, that's... Now, this is a brand new company that doesn't have any other games under its belt. Yeah, how how low was it? I mean, it was pretty much just a couple of guys working on this game, right? It was a a couple guys working on BioWare's shit engine for this shit game. Yeah, and (laughs) And the the game wasn't good. Yeah, to be clear, the first Witcher game is totally unplayable in my modern standards, and at the time, it wasn't good. Like, at the time, people complained. They said, oh, the story's great. The, I don't know, the whatever. Like, it's really good. But the combat, the, the combat sucks. Like, that was agreed upon. That was just a known issue. Um, it is interesting. Like, so, basically, I mean, Sapkowski has said, hey, I want to figure this out with the company. I don't want to go to court. Which is because you have to pay for it. So... You know, I guess what was the author? What was the offer that they said? Hey, we'll give you a percentage of the profits. Uh, how was that different? Like, were they saying, "Hey, can I give you three thousand dollars and five percent?" And he said, "You're not going to make any fucking money. No way." Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that's that's what that's what I'm saying. Like in the chat, we're seeing people say, "Like, no, it's screwing over the writer." But I mean, it is. 
but he that's like, sort of the business. Yeah, he he made his bet. <laughs> He's like, you're not going right. to make anything off of my writing. He didn't believe in his own writing, and he didn't well believe in didn't the fact that carry they into a game, carry in, yeah into anything. Yeah, and it's like well, he's basically said he, he thinks games are stupid. Yeah, he just did, um, he didn't yeah. believe in the media. Now, what's going to actually really happen is okay. So he, this is what I foresee, um, and this meeting has to occur no later than October nineteenth. Basically, mm-hmm. um, he said, he, "I want to settle this expeditiously and quietly." So he asked for sixteen million USD. Uh, CD Projekt Red's going to give him five million, and he'll shut up. Like that's what's going to happen. Probably. Um, I can see that. Now, to you know, in a lot of ways, like the games are marketing for his stuff. Um, you know, and definitely like in the chat, uh, serendipity, if you want to be referred to by anything else, let me know, but you're definitely right that like, you know, it's like, okay, I can give out this license for something that maybe will serve as like a little ad for my books. Really only my fans are probably going to play it. Mm -hmm. And either I say no and nothing happens and I don't get any money at all. Or I try to get some cash at least. Exactly. Like. I understand he made the right decision at the time, probably. I mean, you know, that's that's sort of true of anything. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely understand. Like, I I've I write as well. Um, you know, I've sold some stuff on uh, Dungeon Masters Guild for. You're a you know published poet RPGs. too, right? Uh, I'm also a published poet, but I publish that for like. I don't go online and get my shit out there like that's not my job i'm not getting paid for it uh so i have i I had a poem published through the school which obviously they don't give you anything back on that yeah um so i didn't make anything on that and then i had another uh poem published through uh kind of like a a small company that is strictly um i only make money on referrals but I make like twenty five percent on referrals, so I make like four bucks per book that I sell through them. But like I'm not, they don't, they didn't pay me, and they they actually don't have the rights to the poem forever. Um, it was kind of a weird situation. It's a new company that doesn't have a lot of money, and they're bulking up and they're trying to really pump a bunch of shit out there, um, which is a good strategy. Uh, but yeah, so like on DMs Guild of the RPG stuff that I've released. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I, for the most part, most of my stuff is free and I just ask for donations. Um, for the ones that are paid, my sales are, you know, 1% of what it is for the free ones. And for the free ones, uh, you know, I, I get a lot of units moved and I get like an average of two cents per unit or whatever, because every third person gives me a dollar or, you know, every, every fifth person gives me a dollar or whatever, but else gives me nothing. Yeah. So I definitely understand like he's coming from he's not coming from a mean place necessarily he's like look dude here's you know you, they must have offered him six percent because I don't know why you just choose six at random if you were if you were between um I don't know if you're between five and fifteen percent and you're just doing a money grab why wouldn't you say fifteen percent or ten percent ten percent's the middle so but when you say hey give me ten percent fuck you so he's he's trying to do something amicably, whatever. But I mean, uh, like, I think he's in the wrong. Like, he didn't write the story for the games. Yeah, he came up with a world. He released his own novels. He's one of Poland's most successful authors ever. You know, like, he's considered a national treasure by Poland. 
Like he's not poor. It, yeah, you know? it, it, he's not. He, he didn't need that seventy five hundred dollars to pay rent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't just know anything about the guy, but like his yeah. actions, the way that he's like moving well, his he's way through be a is very, very like rude. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, this guy is um, like, this guy is he Poland's David David Cage. Ooh, he could have made <laughs> such a good working relationship with this. By saying... Well, they have a great relationship from what I've heard. I mean, like, they'll well, show him stuff, and he's like, your game's fucking stupid, I hate video games, you guys are lame. Well, that, that's <laughs> but just, they love him. That's like, just because he's super cool. Like, or the company, like, CD Projekt Red, I've never heard anything, like, really negative about him. It's yeah. always been positive, they make one of the best RPGs ever. Arguably, well, love him. the best yeah. RPG ever. And... It seems like they're, you know, trying to be a big fan of him, even though he's kind of being like, oh, well, video games are dumb. What you guys are doing isn't going to earn anything. He's hard to love. And I mean, he's... For sure. Uh, yeah. But he could have went about it as, okay, well, hey, I have this new story. It introduces these new characters. You know, check it out. We can do that. Why don't we up this? You're making more money. I know it's not going to hurt you to give me 6% of the profits. Like, it could have went that route. It could have... Like, it, it's almost like saying... There's a nice way to do that, you know? Yeah. but yeah, I mean, That's why I'm saying, like, they're definitely going to give him something because sure. they know. And CD Projekt Red has actually said in the past where they're like, oh, like, we got it for a total steal. Like, um, we, we got this, like, it was amazing. Like, we had such a, a good get for this. Um, and they know that. So, I mean, I, that's why I think, like, they're going to be like, you know what? You're right. Here's some cash. I don't want to go to court over this. You're you're cool. We want to work on this in the future. You know, I, I there's going to be something. There's going to be money exchanging hands. And again, he could have said, "Hey, you know what? It, actually, that's what this letter is. It, it's it's sort of reported worse than it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, this letter is, hey, you know what? I could go to court and I could use this law, but I'd rather you guys and me just figure it out. Right." And that's not evil or whatever. I still think he's wrong. I think the company will do the right thing and give him some cash. But you sold it, dude. I mean, it, that's definitely true. Like, it's definitely true that... Um, I mean, look at Hollywood. Hollywood's a great example of writers getting boned, like, constantly. Oh, yeah. Um, it might you be... sell your shit. You're not allowed to direct it. You're not allowed to be involved, usually. Like, it's rare for the author to be really heavily involved in a movie adaptation. And that's why, usually, the movie sucks. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh shit! Yeah, Grim's right. The new Doctor Who. I forgot to check that on my TV to make sure Doctor Who was coming through. <laughs> um, female Doctor. Yep, it's historic. It's it's new. I, so I I do wonder, like like in the writing process of the game, he's kind of nowhere to be found. He just they just mm-hmm. kind of take inspiration from what he's done, right? No, yeah, he didn't work on the game in any way. Okay, so, but what about, let's talk Metro 2033 and Dmitry uh, Glukowski. Yep. He's... Same, same thing. It's the same thing? He's not... Um, he's not affiliated. Oh, okay. He seems yep. to be he's more... He's the license. He seems to be more, in, like, into it, though. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's, maybe it's because uh... I've heard of one, and then I'm just now hearing of the other. Yeah, well, the I knew Metro series is... Wrote, I knew someone wrote Witcher, and it wasn't this story, and, you know, you know, I knew that part, but I'd never heard the name until now. Wh- whatever his name is, like, like An- Sapkowski, An- Andrew, yeah, yeah Sapkowski. 
Never heard that. I, I no idea how to pronounce that name, so that could definitely be wrong. Throwing J's but, in there, um, like, dude, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, there's like J's and Z's and shit. <laughs> you know, Polish is like you only pronounce the nouns, basically. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did I say nouns? Uh, what the fuck am I trying to say? Vowels. Vowels. Yeah. I'd like to buy a motherfucking noun, please. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, he was completely unaffiliated with the game. He made the original universe. He got wildly successful you know, book series and everything. It's now been translated into like 15 languages, whatever. And they were like, yo, we can do that. Like, it's it's not like, um, you know, I think that this would be good for people to do. It would be really good to just open your shit up the way that Games Workshop has done with Warhammer. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, you got a fucking game idea? Go make it in our universe. It's like 20 bucks. Yeah. Stephen King. Um, you know, Stephen King is like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll give film students the rights to any of my fucking shit for like $10. Like I couldn't give a shit. I'm out here making my fucking stacks of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I'm already good. Um, (laughs) and you know, we actually also heard that, uh, Sapkowski had previously given the game's rights to another company that ended up going down before they could release the game. So, um, who knows what he got for that is probably like 20 bucks and a, you know, fat Cuban cigar or something. But, um, Cubans aren't cheap, son. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, you know, he, he had, I believe the Witcher series, there's two short story collections that you can get in English. I don't know how the original form of those were, obviously. Like, they could have been released in magazines. They could have been released in anthologies. I don't know. But, right. um, you know, there's so two short story collections you can get in the U.S. There's six or seven novels that are in a series that are out in the u.s as well i'm not sure what the, about the original let me look up uh witcher novel um novel series uh it's called a short story series but that's not true um it, they always refer to it as short stories but there's yeah there's two collections of short stories the last wish and the sword of destiny then in the novels there's the blood of elves time of contempt baptism of fire tower of swallows lady of the lake that's the u.s um season of storms is coming in the u.s originally released in 2013 so this dude's still writing as far as i know um blood of elves time of contempt baptism tower of lake ladies of the lake uh season of storms so this whoever wrote this red article is an idiot and doesn't know that polish exists <laughs> um great i can't find the original polish is it everything is so fucking american centric over here uh season of storms was the last one and he wrote that in 2013 and just to keep an eye on this so consider this too the sword of destiny short story collection was written in 1992 the last witch short story collection was written in 1993 the novel series, Blood of Elves, started in 94. The next one, 95. next one, 96. 97. Lady of the Lake, 1999. Season of Storms, 2013. The video game series brought this dude back around and he wrote a new novel after the video games were successful. Right. You know, or 2013 in Polish. Uh, it's being translated now. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six books, two short story collections, and he can just keep writing them. I mean... Um, yeah. I mean, like, he has a wealth you know, to him. Like, like this... Like, you, oh, he's you, 70, so he's he's probably at the end of his career. Okay. But, well, you know, George R. R. Yeah. Martin's going to write until he dies, and he still ain't going to finish that fucking book. So. Well, it's already done. You know that. 
Oh, that's probably <laughs> true. He's probably had it done for like twenty years. Yeah, shit. he's he's just been like sit on it until he's about to die, so his kids never have to work. On my deathbed, my final wish. It's under my right yeah. ass cheek, uh, and I he mean, goes this, down, you know, and then there it is. Yeah, this is shockingly similar to the Metro story. To be fair, mm-hmm. like. Um, the, the reason that Metro is different is that the company that made it is in a different country than the author. So, um, Dmitry Glukovsky lives in Russia. It's obvious. Uh-huh. Uh, he's really heavily inspired by, um, you know, uh, the, the guys, the uh, brothers that wrote uh, Roadside Picnic. Uh, I forget that now. But there's a really popular... It's what Stalker is based on. Stalker was a movie based on this... Uh, novel and um you know it was very communist uh you know it was, it was approved by the communist government and released at the time the communist government and then you know metro is based on that obviously since uh, soviet bloc fell but um you know he was like yeah you guys have the rights you just you can't tell the exact same story here you go it was arkady and, uh, and boris stragatsky yeah the, uh yeah, yeah. stragatsky that sounds right yeah. Arcady is a great name, isn't it? Yeah. Boris, the follow it up. Boris. Good Sorry. old Boris. Sorry, you're not the favorite child. Okay, and Sapkowski, yeah, he studied economics uh, at the University of Lutz, and he worked as a sales rep for a foreign trade company. Um, he started literary career as a translator of science fiction. That's dope. Um, so he made Weedsman, which would become Witcher. I don't know how to pronounce that, obviously. Um... On a whim, to enter a contest in a Polish science fiction and fantasy magazine, Fantastica. So he got third prize, <laughs> nailed it. Um, yeah, that's dope. So I mean, you know, this like he obviously would have made a lot more money if he got you know whichever way he would have went, but he made his money. There's already been a Polish TV series and film. Um, and now there's the Netflix series coming out that he's in charge of. So, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's the Stephen King of Poland. Like he's made his money. Yeah. You know, uh, and this wasn't like, they didn't get him at the beginning of his career or anything. 1993, the first book came out. It's as old as me. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the first, uh, Witcher game came out in like early two thousands. So, um, let me see if I can find that. So, you know, he'll definitely get something. Um, sure. I really don't see uh, CD Projekt Red, like, stiffing his ass on that. Especially now that he's sort of made a... 2007, the original game came out, uh, The Witcher 1. So, this is, you know, well into this guy's career. But, uh, yeah, you just want to see. I think he should probably novelize the games. I think that would be a good... Um, like, they should give him, like, I don't know, five, six million dollars... And then have him novelize the games. Uh, because I'm, For sure. I, I haven't gotten into the late Witcher stuff, but I'm pretty sure that the Witcher games are take place after the novel series. And he should, so, do, he should do a spinoff where it's all from... It's the same stuff, but all from the perspective of Dandelion. Well, Dandelion is the original perspective character of all of them. No, no, of the, of, the, of the game, though. Oh, Just yeah, the yeah. Game remember all when they did him. the uh, April Fool's, the, uh, the Dandelion, like, bard hero or whatever? That would have been dope. Defo would have played that. <laughs> we know who the real yeah, star so, is. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, Definitely. 
he's he's definitely uh, a character, and yeah. you know anybody that's in marketing is a massive dickhead. So <laughs> we'll see where it goes. I mean, I, I have the same thing with David Cage, where it's like I hate him. Everything about him is I, I hope he hurts and fails in his life, but he makes these fucking games I love. He's good. Like yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. You know what I mean? Stephen King's a good example. I hate like 99% of Stephen King's shit. And uh, I go and like read one of his books or I see a good movie that gets made. Most of the movies are pure ass, but every once in a while a good one will pop out. And I'm like, holy hell, this is why I like him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or Stephen King, like I like what he, like I like him as a person. I don't super love all of his stuff. But uh, I mean, obviously he had a very like problematic time in the past. But uh, you know, he's pretty much caught up at this point. Definitely. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I would love to see more stuff from Sapkowski. He also has another trilogy of books that were not successful in any way. But uh, yeah, what yeah. were those ones? Um, the Hussar trilogy. Yep. Which of course is what uh, Nilfgaard Hussars were like uh, mounted assholes, and they had like winged helmets. So. You have it's wings. the Poland trilogy. If you have and, wings uh, on your helmets, you're more than likely an asshole. Oh, you're always an asshole. There's yeah. no, literally zero chance you're not an asshole. Like every dragoon I've ever seen, huge asshole. Uh, asshole. Big asshole. Yep. It's true. All right, let's keep chugging right along. Uh, like, we're just going to continue. Like, we're running a month-long thing now of, hey, look, there's layoffs at this studio. Yeah, really. It's every episode for the past, like... We're gonna Speaking be... of, like, artists getting screwed. Big <laughs> bong. Yep. Um, yeah. Did, did you put this in here or did I? It's Game uh, Informer. You had the other one. Oh. It's me. Okay, I was like, it's Game Informer. I think it was you. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Wave Dash is a indie fighter that is very extremely um, Smash. Like, it's like, hey... What if we made a Smash? It's basically the League of Legends of Super Smash Brothers. Like, what if we copied everything you did in this game, but we did our own? Yeah, and we had our own. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, Wave Dash has this game, uh, Icons Combat Arena, uh, which is a very Super Smash Brothers Melee style game. Um, but Wave Dash has had uh, basically they released a statement. Um, we had the great fortune to be joined by talented, passionate builders in the game industry. Sadly, we fell short of our goals. Um, they said there will be news about the future of the game next week. It seems like the team will not create the full product they wanted to make. Having learned of this day was approaching, the team has been hard at work on a definitive version of icons that will continue to live on for the community. Um, so it seems like the whole studio is going under. It says it's layoffs, but I feel like it's pretty much everybody. Yeah, um, the game was. I mean, it's. It looks like it was free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I haven't heard about it until now. Oh no, I have I've never heard a fucking peep about it. Yeah, I've never heard about the game or the studio. So, uh-huh. I've heard of Wave Dash, but I don't know why. I, maybe there was another. Maybe there was like, something talking about. Uh, maybe they did a Kickstarter or something. I don't know. Yeah, was it? Wasn't there a skateboard game that? Unknown. A company. Did Definitely would that. not be the person to ask for that. No, it was like a weird. Like we talked about it on the show. It, it probably wasn't this company. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, they're toasted. Yeah, how m- so did, sorry. Did we get a uh, idea on how many? No. They they didn't with... they didn't show that in their blog here. Well, I, I'm definitely not going to go and read the entire 
blog post because I bet it's massive. These these games that's all about balance, their blog posts are fucking off the charts. Yeah. They haven't. Uh, they they have yet to take down their uh, job section. They're still looking for an art producer or a senior environment artist. Um, <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> or a UI UX designer. That ain't. Good. So if you're in the Oakland nope. area, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> good Damn. stuff. I wonder if Telltale's job section's still up. <laughs> hey, oh, hold on. Let me look. Jesus. Um, yeah, we don't have a lot to say about that. There's a couple competitors to Smash. I know, um, what was that one that we were talking about before that had, like, the Hyperlight Drifter in it? And the, yeah, it was Guacamelee. Yeah. No, they don't. Currently, no job openings over at Telltale. <laughs> Smart. Well, Their fucking company doesn't exist. Let's hear about, let's hear about culture. Uh, carry on. <laughs> um, we, uh... We're for butt-fucking our employees, <laughs> mercilessly. Uh, so Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, they finally showed up their exclusive PS4 content. Um, it's a, uh, an outlaw outfit, a red chestnut, uh, horse with alligator skin ranch saddle and a high roller double action revolver. Um, we're, yeah, as it says here, you know, we're right around two weeks away from this big old son of a bitch. Fully torqued on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is this one. This one's the big one. Um, how long did you say? What? Oh, thirty day early access to this content. Um, thirty day. Okay. Coming to. I wasn't sure about the number. Coming to the game. Um, the game is going to be huge, for sure. Uh, and then mm-hmm. after that, like, I, I don't even know if it's enough time to beat the game. And then the on their online's coming out uh, like early November. Uh, well, that'll be enough time for some idiot to beat the game. Well, yeah, I mean, you can definitely... Somebody's going to have it beat October 27th. If, if you can... Yeah, if you can chug through it and just, like, you wake up, go buy the game, sit down and play the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can definitely do that. But, yeah. like, doing the side stuff and all of the... Like, this is going to be a long game. And... Man, and next one's going to be crazy. You have, yep. like... You have this, and then immediately you have their online, Fallout 76, mm-hmm. Pokemon Let's Go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I, you just hear me crying in the distance. Right. Uh, so, yeah, specifically, um, the Grizzlies Outlaw outfit will be available day one uh, when the game comes out. And, of course, it will still be available on Red Dead Online. Um, the rest are all going to be available at launch on uh, Red Dead Online. So that is the High Roller Double Action Revolver and the Alligator Skin Ranch Cutter. What's the ranch part on that? Ranch Cutter Saddle, maybe? Ranch Cutter. So it's Alligator Skin, Ranch Cutter Saddle. So it's made the, from uh, Alligator Skin. That's not Arabian Horse. It's, it, so what they do is they take Alligator Skin and they make it into a saddle and then they put uh-huh. ranch dressing on it to right. uh, work it in. I think that's how they that's do it. That's what I fingered. It's, re- sure, you know? it's really gross. Hmm? So, uh... I mean, it's fucking really gross if you're a wimp. If you live in the Midwest, <laughs> that's just normal. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right. uh, yeah, well, that's gonna be a lot. I, I actually kind of hate, uh, items as a, like, a pre-order bonus or as something to, like, give out because it kind of... To me, it always, like, breaks the... 
like the early game of the game yeah like dragon age always does this where they're like oh you've unlocked the blood dragon armor that's like mass effect themed for our tie-in to mass effect 2 or whatever and it's like yeah but like right now i'm supposed to be wearing like basic padded armor with one ac bonus or whatever and you're giving me something that's 10 like the game expects me to be at one and you're putting me at six as soon as we start yeah you know yeah. Which, you know, I, if you're just if you're just here for the story and you want to look like a baller ass like knight destroyer templar goddess, like that's cool, but otherwise, you know, I'm I'm just trying to play this fucking game here, you know. Yeah. I have to especially in Dragon Age Origins with everything unlocked. You start the game and you get to your first chest and you get like 70 items. Yep. <laughs> Inquisition's the same way. All the Dragon Age games are like this. I do really uh, appreciate the games that are just like this is just purely cosmetic. Here you go. Like even, uh, even that, I don't, I don't want it. Like I want to get the shit that the game hands me. I don't want to be given like a, a special item or whatever. Yeah. Now, and Anthem, I, I'm definitely going to use whatever the pre-order shit is because that'll make me look different than all the other idiots standing around. But and that's the big thing. It's like how can I yeah. look different? And it's not even like the stats are kind of a nice extra, but I really mm-hmm. feel. That it's just like, how can I not look like the guy that's playing this game who's, you know, who lives two yeah, doors down? Yeah, I definitely see that. I definitely see that. Yeah. Cool. Because that guy's a dork and I hate him. Yeah. Well, I was, tra- I was trying to think of that line from uh, Borat when he's talking about his neighbor. He's only got mm. a, what was that, uh, an iPod Nano. That is for girls. Damn. <laughs> iPod Nano, huh? Yeah. Rough. I remember those. All right, let's get on to this new Star Wars series. My wife. This is a really good. Like this is render. That's a great shot. That's a great shot. So I'm really um, fucking tweaking my nips about this one. Uh Um, So the original story on the third of October uh, earlier this year, Disney announced that they were working with John Favreau to create a brand of new Star Wars series, and the company's new uh, fucking bullshit Netflix ripoff. Fuck you. Disney can eat my dick. So, um, basically, we've learned that The Mandalorian is going to be a TV series. I don't know if it's, like, a full, like, show or if it's going to be, like, a limited series that's just, like, one season, basically. Um, But, uh, basically, uh, after the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. Uh... Travails. Does that actually mean something? It's been a while since I had my thesaurus out. We follow the Travails. Travels and Trials, maybe? I don't know what they're going for there. Of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. Siri, what the fuck does Travails mean? (laughs) She said I'm ugly. (laughs) So, um, they said, okay, so here's our first look at this. And then there was an update... Uh, on the 4th that said the series will be written and executive produced by John Favreau of course mm-hmm. um, with Dave Filoni who worked on the uh, Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels directing the first episode additional episode directors include uh, Deborah Chow who directed episodes of Jessica Jones uh, Rick Famuyiwa I don't know how to pronounce that who directed Dope. on Dope uh, Bryce Dallas Howard of course everybody knows who she is and Taika Waititi, who's awesome, uh, who directed Thor Ragnarok and also um, The Flight of the Concords. <laughs> New Zealand guy. 
Um, so it'll be executive right. produced by Favreau, Filoni, Kathleen Kennedy, of course, and Colin Wilson. I'm not sure who that is. Karen Gilchrist will serve as a co-executive producer. That sounds familiar. Cool. Um, so stay tuned to StarWars.com for more updates. So this is looking dope. Yeah. And we'll probably see that um, mid-next year. So Disney's definitely going to launch their shit with like nothing on it. And then it'll catch up. And then right. when it's time to get some people to fucking subscribe, they'll drop the Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This, I, I think this is going to be cool. Just like this shot, you get a kind of feel of what, you know, what what to expect. Like, I mean, I guess they, you know, it, this shot wasn't isn't necessarily from this, but I think it is a good... This is just some concept, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's some good representation of what, you know, oh, yeah, what we could be looking at. So... I really like that. It's probably my favorite stuff from Star Wars. Um, it like hmm. it isn't the it isn't the Force or it isn't all of the you know like crazy like hoopla with um, mm-hmm. like the main stories, but it's just the grit that the world can have, and that's I think yeah, my favorite. Yeah, I really like. Uh, I think that's one reason that Solo was really good because it's, it's not like oh these like laser sword like monks are just here to fuck shit up and be cool. Right, like, uh, Solo was very like, look at this weird shit, like bullshit. It probably would have been better as a TV series, to be honest, like yeah. an HBO series. But uh, you know, it's like, look at this weird, stupid bullshit world that everybody has to live in while these other dudes are doing cool shit over here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. Um, and you know, Star Wars has not always been good about showing that. Like, again, I, I loved Rogue One because it's like, yeah, here's Rogue what One normal people have to do in this fucked up world. Yep, like. Go and die. Uh, so I, I'm really <laughs> into that. I really like the stuff where it's like, look at how dope this super cool, uh, like laser sword, like Luke. What am I going to do? Go fight the entire army with my laser sword, which of course he does. You're like yes, and uh, <laughs> you know it's like yeah, it's a good point. That's like regular people exist in this world. They have to like live. <laughs> you know, there's like crazy shit going on all the time. Sure. Super into that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and that, that's that's what I really like too. Like this, the stories that we've got this far, like you know, I, I've I've liked everything pretty much. Like I don't think there's anything mm. that I'm like that was just I, I fucking hated that. That was garbage. Um, Episode one. I mean, well, if we're gonna rank Darth Maul is in it. If we're gonna rank the 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 episodes, I mean, like it's definitely not that great. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that I'd be like. Star Wars has been making some really bad moves lately. Um, yeah. And, well, again, and, like, and okay, I liked. They figured. I've liked it out. everything they've made, and they definitely have caught on. I don't know if they figured it out. We're gonna have to see where it goes. But um, I don't. We're we're gonna have to see how they do. But it seems like they're on the right track. Where they're like. Okay, I get it. We can't just release five Star Wars movies every year. <laughs> right. But, you know, that's still what they do with Avengers, and they make their money on that. So, I don't know. Like, we'll have to see how it goes. Like, I don't, I don't know I, if they learned their their lesson, or if they just said, oh, hey, it's not going to work on this one, so we'll just wait and see. I, I think the, I think the thing with, like, the like superhero movies is they, they differ. There are so many different uh, yeah. personalities, settings, and, you know, the way it's all set up. Um, but with Star Wars, I mean, you kind of know what you're getting. The settings, you know, they're going to be different, but it's still, you well, already know yeah. where they are in the universe. 
So it's you know not the surprising. eight possible places that any given Star Wars movie is going to take place. Like their their new world that they showed off, which was like the red, dusty, like mineral world. Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't get to pop too many of those out, and then even then, oh, it's like pretty Tatooine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they've <clears throat> sort of. Um, there's not a lot of surprises you can be hit with in yeah. Star Wars. At that I mean, point. yeah, like, call- you sort of know what you're getting into. Yeah, calling it established, like uh, San exactly. Diego. That's, exactly. I mean, that's the that's the word. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's fully already out there, and everyone kind of has you know the idea. But with mm-hmm. the superheroes, oh, man, there's so many like variants. I mean, just so talking about shit you can do. Just talking about uh, like Spider-Man since you know the newer Spider-Man mm-hmm. game came out. This game is not the story I grew up with. It's fully different. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I think that, I think that's the difference. And Disney found that with when they were rapidly firing these Star Wars movies, where I liked them mm-hmm. and they were fine. Um, uh, you know, other people had huge complaints about it. But right, and I think we're going to. Um, I mean, a, a lot of franchises are feeling that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're at a point of change in the entire entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see that. You know, even as video games are, and we'll we'll get into this more later. But even as video games are the number one top entertainment franchise, I mean, video games easily take home more than movie box office yeah like if you think of how big the movie industry is and how many movies come out every year and i'm not just saying like in your local amc or whatever like you have to look at uh indie movies you have to look at local b movies in a weird movie theater that they do like every like every uh, one thursday of the month the first thursday of the month they have like dumb horror movie or whatever Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like drive-ins all of that stuff combined doesn't meet the video game industry. It's not close. Like, right. video game industry is massive. And even then, you have these well-established, almost household name studios collapse. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, things that are entirely funded by fan pushes, like this fighting game studio collapse. You have weird, pol- uh, you know, politicking, like, leadership movements... Um, this weird licensing issues like with Star Wars video games um, you know we're at a weird like transitional point where it's like okay this is literally the biggest entertainment industry and there's no st- there's zero stability we don't know what's going on we don't know how to predict how sales are going to go we don't know how sales are for a lot of games unless the company chooses to report it uh, we didn't know that Telltale only had two profitable games until they were done you know Right, we didn't know that we didn't know that they were losing massive amounts of money. Yeah, that every single month. I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't, you definitely don't see that. Like e- even for them, it's not laid out on a bar graph. Like it was nice and pretty. Even that for we the employees, here. didn't know. Yeah, right. So so it, it's uh it's tough. Yeah. So you know I, we're at a big transition point. That's definitely true of movies as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where things go. I'm I I'm always really hopeful about these kind of things because. When this transition point happened in the film industry, what came out of the other end was incredibly powerful unions, um, much better pay and better better odds, better longevity for people in the industry. Because it's either, um, and you know, this is something we were talking about with writing as well. Any kind of um, art 
any kind of more like entertainment is strictly art. I think if you're in the entertainment industry, it's art. I think football players are artists. Now, you know, the way that you look at that, do I think that's high art? No. Do I think that a video game tester at PlayStation's comp division is similar to Vincent Van Gogh? No. But, you know, entertainment strictly is to entertain. So, you know, in a way, like, there's going to be good... um, You'll eventually get to a point where people are either doing it because they have to do it. Like, look, I make games. In my free time, I make games. When I work at... Uh, you know, when I work in a movie theater, I write, I, I make video games. When I work at a banking company, I make video games. That's it's just what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same is true of writers. The same is true of painters. You know, so eventually it's like, okay, I'm just going to do this, and nobody's going to experience it in the world. And this is just for me. Or we'll get to a point where it's like, you know what? I'm making this fucking shit. A hundred million people are buying this game. I'm going to get fucking paid for it. And those are the two options. Like that's what exists. There's professional and non-professional. Right. So. I think professional people are really going to get their strap-ons out. Uh, you know, this all the stuff with Telltale, not so much with Capcom Vancouver, but a little bit, is really pushing for unionization. It's worked extremely well in the movie industry. Um, too well, arguably. Um, you know, movies are just sort of dying on their own because people aren't keeping up with the change in the way that the world works. Whereas video games are up with the change on the world. They just haven't updated the people policy. Right, so, right. It'll balance out. Um, yeah so yeah we'll have to see where it goes uh but i'm i'm hopeful and it seems like disney's sort of knows what's up yeah i i think they got their i think they got their uh their finger on the pulse of what's going on i mean you can mm-hmm. we already felt it with them saying okay time to pull back time to reel it in we're not going to do that anymore um mm-hmm. it worked well for the first little bit but obviously people are just not giving a shit so right, uh, I'm a little worried we'll that they'll do like the, uh, the Assassin's Creed version, where it's like, okay, we're not going to release six games this year, and then they do one and it's really popular, so it's like, oh, we are going to have another one next year. Like I definitely see Disney doing that one more time and having to pump the brakes again. But you know, I have I'm sitting here with Solo a 4K disc sitting on my shelf. I'm happy. Whatever order they decide to put them out's fine with me. I'll take it. You know. Um, I just need Bioware to get that motherfucking Star Wars license again. You know what I'm saying, boys? Yep. Cool. Uh, let's move on to some. Oh, did I? No. Oh, I think I have that switched up. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, well, Chris, around there. Whatever order. Um. So let's get to some leadership changes. Uh, okay. specifically Blizzard. Um. Looking for his name really quick. Yeah, uh, Mike Morhaime. Yeah, Hame. Mike Morhaime. He... he sounds like a fucking dungeon. <laughs> Hold on, he might Morhaime. be. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Welcome to Morhaime. <laughs> it, it sounds like a dungeon, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, they're they're. Uh, I don't, is he a CEO or president or whatever his position is? Um, he's going to be stepping down. Former president and CEO. President and CEO, so all of them. Yeah. Um, leader of Blizzard. Yeah. Um, is stepping down, and the longtime uh, World of Warcraft game director, uh, J. Allen Brack, is going to be stepping into that position. That's a great name, isn't it? Yeah. J. Allen Brack. I don't know why J. that. J. Allen Brack versus the Tomb of Morhaime. See. 
That's how it works. Right this shit's ready to go. Like, Good to go. Next Warcraft expansion's figured out. I'm, I'm picturing Brack from Space Coast. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, jeez. Come on, guys. Uh, oh, God. That, that show. Um, so, but that's yeah, pretty cool. And, and uh, he, he re- Brack has another uh, he has another blog post if you want to go read that about what he's thinking to kind of you know move into that leadership position or whatever. Yeah, we have a uh, like a thanking letter. He's saying he's grateful um, to everyone in the community um, that he's been through a lot. This has kind of been uh, you know an amazing ride over uh, what his twenty seven year career uh, there. That's that's big. Yep. That's big time. Blizzard, uh, Blizzard definitely reminds me of Bethesda in that they have these like long time like powerhouses that have been in these positions for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are really weird. Um, you know, as someone who, as exiting college, looked into that company, um, there's really one like to to get into the company it's so tight like tight knit you have to you have to have that ideals those ideals and that uh um you know that style mm-hmm. like it, it's very much a conform or die company yeah. to what they're doing and yeah, yeah it's it's going to be interesting uh with him leaving i wonder if there's going to be any other um Oh, they'll, they'll probably be people a bit thinking about around. yeah people thinking of the you know the same thing like okay yeah you know i've been here you know, even the people that are like, okay, I've been here for ten years. Maybe it's time for me to go mm. try something else. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, so, think about this too. I mean, we're having though. the the person who had been in charge of World of Warcraft move out. Mm-hmm. He's really stewarded World of Warcraft really well, I think. Um, especially considering it's a game I'm not really into. Um, they've been really good on keeping expansions coming. They've been good on adding content. They've been good on patching. So somebody else is going to be moving up to that director spot. It'll probably be a director of programming or art. Right. Somebody's going to move into that spot. Somebody's going to move up into that spot. So, I mean, this is a huge chain reaction. Uh, we know that they're going to be talking about the future of Diablo soon. Um, yeah. So now would be a great time to announce Diablo 4 with the new boss in charge so that people like him. Yeah. Um, you know, we have... Is there ever going to be another Warcraft uh, RTS? Is there ever going to be a StarCraft 3? Um, are they going to announce something new? There's, it, it's really wide open, yeah, for possibility. So it's a really good, uh, and they're still good transition, I think. And they're still reeling with the success of Overwatch. Overwatch is still doing, oh yeah, it, it, amongst the other properties that they've mm-hmm. uh, had success with. Like I even feel that their MOBA is um, probably doing pretty okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard about it a lot, but I'm also a fan of the direct competitor so i wouldn't have heard about it you know what i mean right yeah i mean between um, they're still i mean i've seen like christmas skins that are coming up and halloween skins that they're doing for it so it's it's still active between all of them that was the one that i liked the most i i'm i traditionally just do not like any moba um i just i've tried literally all of them but the one that i liked the most i think was um blizzard's moba what was that um uh, Heroes, Heroes of the Storm, Storm. yeah, Hots, um, and and that, that I like that one. That one was good, and I think a lot of it had to do with the characters. They had some interesting, um, uh, well, familiar characters, and then just some interesting play styles with the characters. But overall, I didn't really. I only played it just to get a skin or two for for, for Overwatch because they're like, hey, you have to do this, and I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. It's not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So <clears throat> that went down. 
so that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. And up next was something that was just really interesting. It was kind of surprising. Um, I talked about it over on Facebook. But uh, a report from the Wall Street Journal uh, was saying that a new Nintendo Switch model is incoming. Um, and the thing that worried me, I think, the most was them going, okay, the, there's a new model incoming. When I think of that, I think of the 3DS to the new 3DS, where they're actually yes. different, and that's fucking worrisome. Um, Especially only, what, two years in? Yeah, and I, see, I, I look at it and I'm going, okay, see, this, you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, mm. and reading what they had said about it, um, it seems like that, you know, they're not going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. It claimed the new model would likely share many features with the current version and be compatible with the existing Switch and game software. So hearing that is... Fucking better. Is... I, I don't know. It it, it could be... It, it could have a new feature, mm-hmm. but it says that it'll be... I don't know why they had to say, we'll be compatible with existing. They should have just said... Okay, yeah, look, we're just we're just updating a few a few things. Um, the biggest yeah. thing that they want to focus on is uh, the screen, which they want to make closer to smartphone LCD, like a smartphone LCD screen, uh, to make it brighter, thinner, and more energy efficient, as well as lighter. Um, so uh, you know, I, I read through that and I was like, you know, these there's nothing new that they talked about uh, that like mechanically, like with the mm. new 3ds. Uh, where they introduce a whole new fucking button. Um, right. Yeah, so, you know, that's not going down. Uh, at least so far. So if it's just a brighter screen, that's cool. Um, yeah. If it's a slightly larger... I mean, maybe they thought more people would want to play on the TV, like docked, and they don't. Maybe they're just going to make it larger. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could uh, I could see that. The There's... I think my biggest problem with playing with the handheld is um, is I don't think it's the weight, but I think it's the way the controller sits on your hand. It's very flat, and it rests from your index finger to like the butt of well, the heel of your hand, mm-hmm. and like the way that it just you like the way that I hold it, it just it gets tiresome after a little bit. So then I'm just like I find myself if I'm gonna play with that thing handheld. I'll, I'll take my pro controller and I'll just set the thing in front of me and play with the pro controller rather yeah. than holding the system up and, and doing that. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, we're keeping an eye... We'll keep an eye on this. We'll post more over um, on our Facebook. So uh, mm. when we hear more, uh, you you guys will be the first to know. All right. Yes, next one was... Something I didn't hear about it until you brought it up to me. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, The Quiet Man, which was announced by uh, Square Enix at their E3. It was their surprising. It was very... It was really their only surprise, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Only highlight. (laughs) Is going to come out on PC and PS4 November 1st. So, it's like, we still don't really know a lot about this game. The gameplay that people have done is not super telling... Uh, it's really only been press, and they're not really supposed to release a lot of details. Their little cover photo with this dude in the plague mask is really dope. Yeah, that is really um, fucking cool. Um, so it's like a brawler, f- full motion video hybrid game. Uh, it basically got attention because of how weird it was. 
So it'll be kind of cool to check out. Yeah, um, he's it's coming out quick. I'm not sure what the cost is going to be yet, but November first ain't long. So he's um he's deaf, right? That's the problem. I think so the the like the the audio I think is going to be the the craziest thing um, mm. for this. I, I and and that's why it's I think getting all that attention. It's just like we said, it's weird. It, it's just seeing the video was impressive in the first place but the like learning that he was deaf in the way that the like the sounds interact and imagining what that would be like to walk through a very like large city not not being able to hear anything like even people calling you or you know even hearing things like like coming up on you like Mm -hmm. I, i think yeah it makes an interesting dynamic so uh, this was one of the, <clears throat> I won't say most surprising things from E3, but it was definitely the most surprising thing from the Square Press. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's cool that it has a, a release date, and that is really, really soon. So, mm-hmm. good deal. All right. Uh, one of the things that was just very surprising. Last year at PSX, uh, Greg Miller was talking to, what's his name, Sean Lathy? Okay. Yeah. Well, like one of the lead sure. guys at Sony um, that's always on stage. Um, and he said, uh, <laughs> the, the quote was here, I thought. Um, oh, right here. Uh, yeah, it was, no, Sean Layton, that was his name, told Kind of Funny's Greg Miller in response to a question about a PSA. Uh, PSN name change that he hopes you won't have to ask me that question next PSX. But again, like we said during PSX, um, the jokes on Greg Miller. The the joke was the jokes on Greg Miller. He won't be coming back for next year's PSX. Mm-hmm. But the joke was on all of the fans because this year they're not having a PSX, so you won't be able to ask that <laughs> fucking question anyway. That's a very um. Very crafty way to dodge that question, Sony. Good job. That's brutal. Um, but but uh, it, it is kind of you know popping around that uh, that m- multiple sources have post on this. We're looking at a Kotaku article right now saying that uh, PlayStation is um, preparing for the PlayStation Network name change uh, finally coming. Um, three different people at or uh, to three people at three different game studios speak anonymously because uh, they're not, of course, authorized to talk to press about it, um, mm. and saying that they're fixing bugs, tweaking settings to ensure that the games are compatible with Sony's plans on the PlayStation Network name change. Um, so, I mean, that's surprising. It's probably the most we've heard about it. Him saying that last year, um, you know that we wouldn't be talking about it. I mean, it looks like there probably is some truth to that. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see a lot less, um, you know, like 420s, XX underscore name, underscore XX. Um, yeah. So, I, I'm good with my name. I, I don't, I'm fine. Personally, it's Lizard the Balls me. 420. Coming in hot. <laughs> You're gonna change yours, even though you already have one that you liked. <laughs> Mine's getting changed to MGI X sixty nine. Four twenty hashtag blaze it. Four twenty hashtag blaze it. <laughs> hashtag wake and bake. 
All right, so let's get to the, um, again, other recurring theme of our last few podcasts, Telltale. Yep. So um, Telltale kept that, what, 25-person skeleton skeleton crew? Yeah. Um, They are done. They've all apparently been laid off as well. Um, One of the actual people... um, that was on the skeleton crew. Hey, remember how there was going to be a skeleton crew staying on for a while and I was part of it? Nah, just kidding. We're all got, we all just got laid off too. Fucking rough. Probably they telltale smelled that deal closing, uh, that we're going to report on next, I believe. Yep. Um, so yeah, let's just move on to that. Yeah. Uh, We also shortly after that one got a tweet from skybound games, which of course is a division of skybound entertainment, which is Robert Kirkman's, uh, I don't know, company that he made to help handle Walking Dead? Yeah. Um, So they said, we're so happy to announce that we've reached a deal with Telltale Games that will allow Skybound to continue The Walking Dead's final season. Uh, Let's wrap up Clem's story right. More details to come soon. And they have said in the past, specifically Robert Kirkman has said, that they're going to try to bring back the original team to work on this. Yeah. Um, So probably Telltale smelled that deal closing, or they closed it before the announcement, and was like, okay, you guys are gone, bye. Which is, again, no severance, no benefits. Yeah. They're fucked. Um, I guess at least they'll get their... um, Let me look at the dates on that bad boy. Um, They might get their benefits through the rest of the month. Usually that's how it goes. Fourth of October, so they might get it for the whole month of October. That's better than everybody else got. Yeah, much better. But still really shitty. Still shitty. Um, But, you know, when, when you hear that, like, oh, you're staying on, you're part of the skeleton crew, but everyone else is gone. That's when you, like, as soon as you smell that, it's like, oh, I better start putting those feelers out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, more than likely, these guys had pretty much a good heads up to be able to try to, I mean, you know, talk they knew to people. They were yeah. As they soon really as everyone else. For a week, right? Yeah, as soon as everyone else got fucked, they knew that they were fucked, but, you know, just yeah. not right now. Um, so I said the fourth. The fourth is when that person posted hey the skeleton crew just got laid off as well right the 21st is when everybody else got laid off so they had a just over a week and a half yeah (laughs) a week and a half and one day they stayed on and then they were gone too that's fucking brutal brutal um but yeah i mean i guess the good news is they've managed to reach a deal with telltale uh, about the walking dead the telltale series which i assume that title will be dropped and I wonder if they'll continue anything. I wonder if these people from the original team will get actually um, hired on to skybound and we'll see more skybound. uh, Skybound game. certainly take the leadership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be a good, like skybound could, you know, effectively be the THQ Nordic of this bitch right now. Right. That's what I was actually saying too. I had uh, our buddy snoozy uh, message me and said, you know, they've said in the past, uh, you know, Kirkman has said, hey, I want to bring on the original team to finish it, as, as many as I can. Right. Which, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything when we're talking about, you know, money changing hands. But that's the goal. And this would be a great way to swoop in and just say, you know what? Skybound Games, we're about storytelling. We're about episodic. This is based on a comic company, right? Right. So they could say, you know what? I want those fucking artists. I want those fucking storytellers. Yeah. And I want all those motherfucking licenses too, bitch. Yeah, I mean, they, like right now they could swoop in and they could get 
Um, Fable. They can get the uh, Wolf Among Us. Yep. They, license. They, they, I mean, by that? they can snag all of that. They can snag that old shitty engine that needs to be revamped. Mm-hmm. But it has the bones. I wouldn't there. take the engine. <laughs> I mean, like if you take the engine though, like some of the yeah. stuff is still useful. Well, just to finish this game, they're going to need that engine for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. You wouldn't want to completely rebuild everything, and the employees know how to use that old engine because it's been around for fucking twenty years. And then take take the time. Build that new engine. Do it right. Do it right. And you're done. Like, it'll be an instant hit. As soon as, you know, if, if Skybound can capture that, rest on what they're already doing, which you know they will be able to, just because it's, you know, it's like Walking Dead. They have several other properties that are already, like, out and about. Um, uh-huh. Just funnel some money into that. Give it that, you know, three-year whatever. And then in three years when it's like, hey, remember those episodic games that were fucking awesome? Yeah, it it would be it would be crazy. Yeah, that's that would be uh that could be a great end. Yeah, um, we'll have to see where it goes, of course. And you know, this could potentially be, um, I don't know. I would say Sky Skybound Games is probably innocent in all this, no matter what. Yeah. Um, they're just you know they see a potential to get into the get their name on something and get into the market because I don't. I mean, have they released anything else? Not as far as I know. I think they have. Um. um. They started Twitter in March of 2018, so I don't think they've released anything. I, I, but, uh, I'm pretty sure they've released a little bit of stuff. We'll have to look into it. But, um, yeah, so, you know, they see a good chance to do something, and it's sort of, it's not really their license, but it's very affiliated with their company, so, you know, I, I think they're innocent no matter what. Even if they make it without the original team, I don't think that's on them. Um, but, yeah, Telltale, there's no good way out of this. Like... Um, Telltale completely fucked it. So it would be really cool if they got a hold of those, um, oh, you know, the talent from the previous, uh, from Telltale. You know, it would be really great if they got them. It'd be really good if they maybe just buy out what's left of Telltale for pennies on the dollar at auction, uh, you know, after bankruptcy or whatever. Right. This could be, I mean, they could have been handed a, a, a golden platter to become a force in the industry almost overnight. So we'll have to see. And it'd be really easy to learn the lessons of, you know, Telltale thought, oh, we can just get every license, and then people were guaranteed to buy our game. And that's definitely not true. Um, I'm trying to find what they're, what they've worked on. And a lot of stuff's coming up, including, um, including, like, Oxenfree. Okay, that's dope. It says Oxenfree overkills The Walking Dead. Well, they, yeah, they certainly, they probably own the license to that. Maybe they're yeah. like a publisher. March to War. Um, uh, they have yeah. Road to Survival, which, I mean, so they have a lot of Walking Dead stuff, of course. Interesting. Um, they've worked on DLC, so Sandbox uh, Invincible DLC. Um, mm-hmm. Giant Cop. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, they have a few things, most of it Walking Dead oriented, but, um, huh. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's what they're kind of getting into anyway. Yeah. So, so that could be cool. So, I mean, possibly, we'll have to wait and hear what happens with employees and everything, but possibly a happy ending to this horrifying story. Yeah. Austin will remember that. <laughs> Shit. That joke's been <clears throat> really been fucked around with. Yeah. It's been it's been right. around for a bit, but uh, that basically wraps this week's podcast. Uh, 
thanks guys for hanging out uh you know specifically grim as always and serendipity uh for yeah. chatting with us today on all of the ups and downs of the video game industry um until next week guys uh, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. to check out all that news over there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. And we will see you next week. For MGI, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.